these chemical toxins in our environment, they are playing a huge role in the uptick of, of diseases. Decreased fertility is the big one, but also cancers, obesity, diabetes, and probably gum disease. I haven't quite made that connection yet, but there probably is a link there uh, because it is a metabolic disease and typically endocrine disruptors are involved in that. Hi, everyone. Dr. B here. Again, thank you for joining us for another episode of Ask the Dentist. I'm your host, Dr. B. And again, thanks for joining us. Today is a classic example of functional dentistry. We're not just going to talk about what we see and how to treat it. We're going to figure out or try and understand why it's there. If we know why it's there and how it got there, then maybe we can prevent it. A little bit of a controversial topic, a little depressing. It's about a forever chemical that is causing, according to this study, is potentially pretty clearly uh, related to these little white spots that a lot of moms and dads ask me about on Instagram. What are those little white spots? These are asymmetrical. They don't come in pairs. It could be anywhere on the tooth, typically at the gum line, on a cusp tip. These are very white, milky spots. Uh, I've had lots of conversations with uh, other providers about this. We, we've seen them. They're on the rise. We're seeing a lot more of it. Uh, Dr. Stacy, as many of you know, is a functionally minded and trained pediatric dentist. We had a discussion, I think about a year ago, it could have been on this podcast, about these white spots and and how it's just driving her nuts that she is seeing so much of it. Why is this of a concern to us? Well, these spots are very weak. They tend to break, they tend to shear, crack, and they're also very cavity prone. And also they're very unsightly. It It is a reflection or a manifestation of our environment. And, and I'll explain why more. So the title of the study is The Expression of Steroid Receptors in amelioblasts during ameliogenesis in rat incisors. And if there's any question here about the study being on rats, it's close enough to human and animal enamel. Same, same process. The, the amelioblasts are these cells in the enamel organ that actually help create the tooth. They actually form the tooth in underneath the gum line in the bone. The amelioblasts essentially are secreting an enamel matrix. They're literally laying down tooth structure and uh, enamel and dentin. And they use things, these pr matrix proteins like ameliogen, enamelin, amelioblastin. These are all hormonally regulated. That's why vitamin D is so important in bone and enamel growth. It is a hormone. Vitamin K2, not a hormone, but a supplement that helps that hormonal process, that expression, as the article says, of steroid receptors. So the receptors are there. They are guided by hormones. Well, what's interfering with hormones these days? I think most of you know it is BPA. It's plastics. These forever chemicals, very, very frightening. That word forever is, is as I said earlier, is depressing. I mean, if you're wondering whether you have it in your body, chances are you do. The question is, is how much you can test for this. I'll put a link to uh, some testing. You can't worry about having it in you because we do. It's The question is, is how much do you have and mitigating your exposure to, and I'll, I have some solutions for that. Ironically, an oral care product that dentists are all very fond of has a lot of BPA in it. 
so the key is is to reduce our exposure to BPA from plastics. Same thing for PFAS and the, all these other chemicals. And and hopefully you don't reach that threshold where the body gets sick. And one of the expressions of having too much BPA in your system are these imperfect little lesions on the teeth. And not only are they unsightly, but as I mentioned earlier, they are weak spots in the teeth. They can decay out uh, readily, very quickly. And of course, then you'll need root canals, crowns, restorations. You may even need cosmetic dentistry. Sometimes it's quite unsightly. So, so a lot of moms and dads ask about this on Instagram. My answer now to today, before it was maybe too much uh, fluoride. Fluoride can cause fluorosis. It has a different look to it. So at the time, we really weren't sure. Now now we can differentiate between fluorosis and too much BPA, this expression of poor enamel formation uh, due to BPA. And typically, fluorosis isn't as weak. It is unsightly, but it's not as weak. Obviously, you've had you've been exposed to too much fluoride, and that's not a good thing for your brain, but that's not what we're talking about. So in any case, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, they play a big part in, in today's world when it comes to chronic disease. It, it Basically, by interfering with steroid hormone, the, the steroid hormone axis or, or mechanisms. Uh, and again, as I said earlier, that's where vitamin D is, is acting on a lot. So that's why vitamin D is so important for bone growth and, and enamel. But BPA, which I think was outlawed in 2012 here in the States, Mostly as a reaction to uh, sippy cups, and I think it was regulated in that area first. And and thank goodness, one one of the, it's one of the most active and widely used endocrine disruptors, and it affects the amelioblast function. That is the cell that lays down enamel, that creates enamel and creates a tooth, and this leads to hypomineralization of the tooth. In other words, not enough minerals. You know, the study is amazing. It, it it goes through RNA extraction and gene expression profiling on rats. I don't have the, the pages with that, but it, it's a phenomenal study. It goes through all the genes that are affected by BPA. These endocrine disruptors, of course, have been associated with other diseases in the past 50 years, many existing and emerging diseases, including the hormone-dependent ones uh, like the gonads, organs of reproduction, that's what comes first to mind, but also diabetes, obesity, decreased fertility, as I mentioned. And, you know, we're worried about global warming. We may not be around to really see the final effects of global warming because this uh, fertility or lack of fertility crisis is is looming. Uh, Google that and you'll see some alarming stats on when it will become almost impossible to procreate. Interesting that it took us this long to figure this out. Again, the studies from 2016, it's still not in the common knowledge database of dentists. We see the white spots and we recommend solutions. We literally will drill them out. We'll put in other fillings, uh, composites. Ironically, those composites, most of them do have BPAs in them. And when I say BPA-free, everyone knows that the, all these corporations have replaced it with another chemical that is very similar to BPA, but it hasn't been classified or it's a BPA replacement, but in fact, it may also have the same effects. I'm going to put a link to one material that I like very much. It's from Germany. If you're having fillings done, I think currently it is the safest on the market. But these 
these chemical toxins in our environment, they are playing a huge role in the uptick of, of diseases. Decreased fertility is the big one, but also cancers, breast cancers, obesity, diabetes, and probably gum disease. I haven't quite made that connection yet, but there probably is a link there because it is a metabolic disease and typically endocrine disruptors are involved in that. So I'll, I'll report back on that late, on that later. So, okay. So what do you do about these? plastics. I've got some just some comments to make on how to reduce your exposure. I'm 64 years old. Plastics came 40, 50 years ago. And I'm sure I'm I haven't been tested yet. I'm going to get tested. And I'm sure I'm filled with these plastics. And what what can I do about it? Hi, Dr. B here with a new product discovery that I am very excited to be using now in my daily regimen. Probably the most undervalued aspect of oral health boils down to the health of our saliva. And hydration plays a huge role in our body's ability to produce saliva. The oral biofilm, which supports the oral microbiome, experiences dynamic cycles of D and rehydration due to our choices of beverages, medications we are taking, and even to how we breathe. And for our saliva glands to produce enough saliva, about a liter and a half a day, the body has to be adequately hydrated. After all, saliva is 99.5% water. Saliva also contains sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which activates the saliva and allows it to do its job, and that is to support the oral microbiome. This is why I add these exact minerals in a very specific ratio to my drinking water daily. And the best way I have found to accomplish this is by adding a packet of Element. Make sure your saliva is available to function at its best. Go to the link drinklmnt.com slash askthedentist for a free gift and a chance to sample all of Element's flavor choices. Staying hydrated isn't just about body health or for athletes. It's also for anyone that wants to achieve long-lasting oral health and a healthy and vibrant smile. Again, the link to easy and optimal hydration is drinklmnt.com slash askthedentist. Let me read to you some things from the study. So this enamel disease, it is a disease. It re it represents a similar epidemiological evolution to EDC-related diseases, endocrine disruptive diseases. It was almost non-existent before the 80s, 1980s, but now affects 15 to 18% of six to nine-year-old children. It may therefore constitute a marker of exposure to pollutants that disrupt ameliogenesis, the uh, formation of, of, of tooth. BPA has been shown to bind the estrogen receptors, and it's also directly or indirectly interferes with the activity of the androgen receptors. Again, the sex hormones are wreaking havoc. They are being meddled with, and one of the effects that we're seeing are with our teeth. Depressing, what do we do? Okay, ironically, and I've always worried about this. Plastic is a, has always made me very nervous. And floss, floss is a plastic, nylon. And when you get in between the teeth and you move it around, little pieces of nylon are breaking off. And where does that nylon go? Does it get embedded into the pocket, the periodontal pocket? Do you swallow it? All the above is true. So what do you do? Well, we have natural soap floss. This is on our product store. No BPA, no plastic. All your foods should be 
wrapped up or sealed in silicone containers. I've been using these for the past five, six years. I absolutely love them. They're also in our store, stashers. Travel with them. Stay away from saran wrap and plastics. Stay away from the containers at uh, grocery stores. When you're picking up a salad or some some uh, food, that shiny lining contains a lot of these chemicals that can disrupt enamel formation. And again, I try not to drink out of plastic. Uh, sometimes I'm thirsty and that's all there is, but I always travel with this stainless steel. There is some plastic here. It's BPA-free. Take that for what you know, what we believe it to be true or not. But again, it's all about minimizing your exposure. Some my favorite floss, flosser, the slate. This is a polystyrene. It is free of BPA. Again, nothing is perfect though. I do like silicone. Silicone is wonderful. These are things that I love. Company that I, uh, I, I did a episode with the founder, Dawn, easy peasy. All her products are made for children, for babies, for infants, for eating utensils, drinking are made with silicone, food-grade silicone. Silicone is a wonderful material. If you can get it made in silicone, use it. It's wonderful. So what are the other things you can do to prevent exposure? Don't heat foods in plastic containers. Don't microwave them. Don't do it. it that's a, uh, a big source of exposure to BPA, especially for your children. You may be on the road and traveling, and it's a, a quick, you know, you're, you're getting gas at the gas station. They have a microwave. You want to warm up uh, your kiddo's uh, meal, and likely you're exposing them to something that will affect their teeth as they're, as they're forming. Choose products, obviously, that are BPA-free. Again, I mentioned there's some controversy to that. BPA-free doesn't guarantee anything. A lot of the replacements are still endocrine disruptors. I'm going to try and report more on that later and try and get a list of what is safe. Again, silicone is safe, 100%. Uh, stay away from plastic if you can. Very difficult. Try to avoid plastics that are marked with recycle codes 3 and 7, unless there's a leaf beside the number. That indicates that the plastic is BPA-free. Discard plastic containers. Get rid of them. If you have them, if you have anything around circa year 2012, um, if it looks old to you, if it's cracked, if it's been crushed, stepped on, get rid of it. Go with the newer stuff. Obviously, try and stay away from plastic. Stainless steel is a great way to go. They do have containers now with stainless steel tops. Try not to use straws. Those are typically plastic and this is all kind of a game you have to play to reduce your exposure. Avoid using plastic or coated roasting and steaming bags. I mentioned that earlier. A lot of these, for example, when you pick up a burrito in that little bag, that has a plastic coating. You know where a lot of BPA comes from? Uh, from these, these uh, fryers, these air fryers. I've kind of been looking for one and all the air fryers, the inside coating, is probably a BPA coating. It is a non-stick coating. Probably more on the PFAS side than on BPA, but still a problem. So it's better not to get involved. If, if you can't guarantee that you're not being exposed to a forever chemical, just don't do it. Cook the old-fashioned way, deep fry in beef tallow if you have to, or pan fry it in beef tallow. You'll, you'll get the same effect. It'll actually taste better. It may take longer, but it's safer. And the big one that is of very little surprise to many are these receipts. The heat thermal tape, I think it's called. When you get a receipt and it's got that shiny coating and it's curled, that you're coming into contact with BPA, it does get absorbed 
through the skin. The question is, is how much, how much exposure is there? Don't know. Haven't seen a lot of studies on that. It's just not worth taking the chance. If they ask you if you want your receipt, just say no or get a, a receipt via email. That's what I try and do. If it's a big ticket item, you need that receipt. Maybe put the bag out and let them drop the receipt in there. That helps as well. So anyway, so I, I don't know if any of you are surprised. This study explains why we're seeing these teeth. They're on the rise. These lesions are are becoming very prevalent. They are disfiguring and they literally will increase your dental bill. These, these lesions need to be repaired. Sometimes they're hard to get to. They're difficult to fill because they occur at the gum line. Sometimes they sneak up on you. They get larger without a dentist really knowing. Make sure that your dentist is aware that this is an endocrine disruptive disease that affects the enamel organ, the little cells that produce enamel and dentin. And then from that, they can differentiate between fluorosis and hypomineralized areas, meliogenesis imperfecta. And, and those lesions are different. They act differently and they need different types of treatment. So that would help. And don't let them get out of control. If they are unsightly, you can, you can, they don't tend to be very deep. Sometimes they're an enamel only, sometimes enamel and then a little bit of dentin. And they can be that area, that, that imperfect enamel can be removed down to the dentin and you can cover it and blend it in with a composite material and it'll look as good as new. Again, the material that I'm like is from Germany. It's called Admira Fusion. I'll leave a link for that. Again, it's not perfect, but it's way better than most of the composites that are being used out there. Again, when, when the plastic is put in your child's mouth, BPA can leach out, but also all the monomers and the chemicals that help bond that plastic to enamel, those also have effects. Um, and uh, I always would tell my kids to hold their breath when I was applying those monomers in the early days. And I'm not sure if that really worked, but you know, they were all very compliant until they were sometimes blue in the face. And I, I wonder if they always wondered what that was for. Why did he ask me to hold my breath? And again, it just takes a few seconds. We've got a suction device. We excavate those monomers. The smell is gone. I figured if I was smelling it, especially through a mask, that it was still present. And we had it down to a system where holding the breath worked well. Anyway, a lot of chemicals in our world, as you've heard. Not a, not a very optimistic topic, certainly, but you can reduce your child's exposure to microplastics. You can Google this. There are a lot of people talking about this. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't, don't take it too seriously. Only to the point where whatever you have control over, manage that. And I think you'll feel better. And if you do have these white spots, talk to your dentist and differentiate between whether it's due to fluoride, too much fluoride ingestion, or whether it's this condition, ameliogenesis, ameliogenesis imperfecta, due to hormone disruption. Never thought I would have this discussion or have to describe that in my career. It's very unfortunate. I'm sure there's more to come. Really, in the end, we have to vote with our dollar. We should stop buying plastic products and start buying, you know, the, 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 the products that we know are safe and, and are reusable and don't end up in, in, in our garbage landfills and are reusable. We, we need to really be working our way towards that. And probably the biggest impact will be felt by who's, who's buying it, who's not buying it. If we could, decrease the numbers that or the profit that is generated from all these 
very, very handy, uh, at least for the corporations that sell this stuff. If we can just make it so that it's, it's not as profitable for them and there's more profit to be had in buying different products, then I think that would be the beginning of, 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 uh, creating a better world, a safer world, a world with fewer chemicals that will be very difficult to get rid of. So anyway, on that, on that note, <laughs> I will end it here. If you are looking for a functional provider that can differentiate between these two different lesions, go to our directory at askthedentist.com slash directory. Again, thank you very much for your interest in, in functional dentistry and, and in the root cause for why are these white lesions on our teeth? We need to know so that we can prevent this from happening and certainly deal with it when the time comes. Uh, as you read, as you heard me read in the article, it, it's really an indication that your child has been exposed to microplastics. And if you see a good functional medical provider, there are things that they can do to help your child as they grow and develop when it comes to gaining weight and 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 having a, a healthy life including preventing certain cancers so so think big picture uh, and if you have those white spots uh, reach out to me I'd love to hear more about what you think of what I've said and send me a photo I do ask for photos I can pick them out from a even just a smartphone photo and we need to stop seeing these we, we need to to see more beautiful teeth coming through the gums that that is what I remember when I had kids back in the late 80s early 90s but again this is now becoming a real epidemic and it's very 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 sad and who knows what the other effects are on our brain and other parts of our body lots of studies on that but we do now know that it is it does have an effect on oral health. Sorry to say. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for your interest. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Ask the Dentist. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Mike Fry. Drop me a line at mark at askthedentist.com if you have any comments or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app. Thanks for listening and especially for taking an interest in oral health. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.